uh, one of my nephews developed schizophrenia and sadly he took his own life at the age of 23. Welcome to Creating Wellness Moments, the podcast where we dive into the depths of the human psyche, self-discovery, and personal growth. I'm Calvin Wong, your host and fellow explorer on this journey towards mental well-being. Join me as we uncover inspiring stories, expert insights, and practical tips to cultivate a healthier and happier life. Get ready to embark on a transformative experience one episode at a time. Let's create wellness moments together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Creating Wellness Moments. In today's episode, we have the honor of having Dr. Radia Salim, the president of Club Heal, on the show. Club Heal was started by a group of like-minded individuals with a strong passion for helping people with mental illnesses, along with their family members, to lead a fulfilling and stigma-free life. So they provide psychoeducation and supportive counseling to individuals and their families at their mental wellness centers. They also conduct some outreach programs for people who face mental health challenges, and they also serve the general public. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Kelvin, for the kind introduction. Uh, I'm glad uh, that you contacted me because um, I do want to be part of the movement to educate the public uh, about mental health issues. And uh, hopefully uh, we can also uh, move further in our efforts to remove the stigma uh, surrounding mental health challenges. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I see that you guys have been around for a while and you've done a lot already. Uh, maybe yeah. perhaps you could share with the audience a, a little bit about yourself and, and how it got started. Oh, okay, um, well, uh, I'm actually a GP. Um, so um, with me, um, I do have a lot of uh, um, family and relatives with mental health challenges. So it has affected me personally. Um, in fact, uh, uh, one of my nephews developed schizophrenia and sadly he took his own life at the age of 23. Um, anyway, back in um, I think 2007, I thought maybe I shouldn't be a GP, maybe I should be a psychiatrist. <laughs> so I, I, I got a job at the Institute of Mental Health and uh, as a resident medical officer and it really um, opened my eyes to the problems that people with mental illness face as well as their caregivers. You know, that, you know, hospitals and doctors are not enough. We need support from the community. We need psychosocial support because it's not just about taking medications and then you're okay, you know. Um, it's more than that. So, um, so, but instead of becoming a psychiatrist, I ended up going back to becoming a GP because I love my job as a GP. But I always thought that I wanted to be part of the mental health scene. So uh, in 2012, um, I gathered a group of friends to form Club Heal. Um, so what, what happened is we wanted to help them in their recovery journey towards community reintegration, not just to be stable, but to really 
be able to reintegrate back into the community. And uh, but it's not just helping individuals with mental health conditions. We also wanted to empower caregivers and educate the public about mental health conditions. So ours is three tier. Maybe I can go a bit about uh, what happened in 2012. So in 2012, after forming Club Hill, we held our first volunteer orientation tea in March, in which uh, we invited the local media. And, you know, for this uh, orientation tea, at the end of the session, two members of the public uh, came who came spontaneously shared their experiences during the Q&A. One was a caregiver, Ms. Zaiton Karim, and the second was by a person with depression and psychosis, Ms. Sumaya Muhammad. And I was very inspired by the selfless sharing in public like that, which I felt was even more impactful than the talks given by us, so the so-called, you know, the healthcare professionals. So, Club Hill's approach is we need to continue to educate the public through the sharing of stories by people with lived experience of mental illness, as well as by caregivers. And we do this through our publications uh, and our volunteer training, also known as the Healing Friends Training. So we started our Healing Friends Training or HFT in October 2013. Uh, and it's got not only modules delivered by healthcare professionals such as doctors and counselors, but it always we always include the sharing of stories by peers uh, or persons in recovery. We also started a quarterly newsletter called Heal back in 2013, and later in 2014 we published our first book, Shattered We Heal. Uh, and in that book, I too shared how my journey as a caregiver was the motivation behind the founding of Club Heal. So, yeah, so that's what we did. But uh, I must say like, that in the sharing of stories, the sharer may wish to remain anonymous or use a pseudonym, or in the case of TV or radio, have their faces uh, hidden or their, or their voices disguised. And it's it's very important to respect this, but many of these sharers eventually are comfortable to share their real names and reveal their faces. Yeah, and uh, in Club Hill, what we do, uh, sharing usually starts in a support group settings for both peers and caregivers. So we have both caregiver support groups as well as peer support groups. And so uh, for the peers, we have this under a program that is funded by NCSS called Our Healing Voices, which is headed by Sumaya. Remember I told you about Sumaya back in 2012? She you know, stood up and willingly shared. So she, she now uh, is in charge of Our Healing Voices. So in the Our Healing Voice program, the, the peers learn about self-care, positive thinking, recovery language, advocacy as well as peer mentoring. And many of our peers have also become ambassadors for the national movement, you know, the beyond the labor movement. So we encourage our peers and caregivers to continue to share through many platforms, such as our publications, public talks, 
HFT, media and social media. So as more and more people share, the community of support continues to grow for both the peers and the caregivers. So we really need to remove the mystery about mental illness, you know, so that people are used to the fact that, hey, you know, it's real, it affects a lot of people, it affects many families, and really there's nothing to be ashamed about, you know. Yeah, yeah of course. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it's beautiful to hear that uh, you allowed Sumaya, you empowered Sumaya to open up and share her story, and now she becomes an advocate, so she is actually able to help more individuals just like her and you know and it just starts with the the small step that you made with with you and a group of friends and uh you know from from 2012 to now it's i'm sure you've guys made a quite quite a big difference and maybe i just could share a little bit of how from your experience now going on for for a while What's the way that? What's the best way to create that safe space to allow people to be open and speak, seek help and? Okay, to create that safe space, um, we need an atmosphere of uh, mutual respect. You know, that's non-judgmental and open. So, for those who are comfortable to share, they're encouraged to do so. So, at Club Hill, usually the staff start sharing because you know a third of our staff one third of our staff are actually peers and uh, mo most of them are actually trained peer support specialists just like Sumaya so our staff share their stories too so gradually you know our clients and the peers they realize that having a mental health condition is really nothing to be ashamed of and in fact by sharing they come closer to acceptance of their illness uh, so acceptance is in fact key in their recovery journey. So, so we, you know, we share by example, you know. So we must walk the talk, the talk. So for me, uh, I started by sharing my own experience as a caregiver, and uh, and then uh, so in that way, I hope even other caregivers are happy to share their journey. Because when we talk about journeys, it's not just the journeys of people with the mental conditions, but actually it's the journey of the caregivers as well. Yeah, of course. I would say it's a lot easier for someone else to open up when you're the one who starts first and starts sharing about your own personal struggle and creating the, the safe space and to allow them to understand this. This is a place where there's no judgment yes. and it's okay that you're having this issue, you know, in life, it's quite universal to have struggles, right? It's, it's nothing new. And yes. It's really important to understand everyone's challenges and life journeys. Yeah. And I would say, well, yeah, go ahead. The other thing I want to say is a lot of people out there, they still think that, oh, people with mental conditions, no, they cannot recover, you know? You know, just take your medicine and, you know, just remain stable, okay? But that's not true. That's not true. You know? And a lot of people out there, they, they think people with mental, mental conditions, they're weak. You know? So labeling them as being weak is, in fact, very judgmental and very stigmatizing. Because like, the truth is, 
a lot of them are actually strong. They live with their illness and yet, you know, they're able to function. You know, they have a lot of noises going on in their head, you know, but they're able to function. So most people in recovery, most peers can and do recover. But the main barrier to their recovery is the stigma that stops them from seeking help and their hope of recovery. And stigma results in others treating them uh, negatively. So that's social stigma. You know, when people look down on you and say, hey, you know, you can't work. You can't do it. You know, you just take your medicine and remain well, okay? Don't forget to take your medicine. If that's all people say to them, then they, they start to believe it and they themselves see themselves in a negative light. So that's self-stigma. But from the point of view of a doctor, I'm a doctor, you know, so to me, just like having a physical illness such as diabetes or asthma or cancer is not a sign of weakness, so too is having a mental health condition such as bipolar disorder, schizophrenia or, or obsessive compulsive disorder or dementia. Many people out there, they don't understand mental illness, so it's very important for us to educate the public, you know. And this can be done not only by healthcare professionals such as doctors and psychologists, and all, but also by people with lived experience of mental conditions to their sharing of their recovery journey. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to share and by sharing, others can see their strength in wanting to overcome the challenges brought by their mental health conditions. So for those who are doing well, you know, for, for peers like Sumaya, you know, when a lot of people are amazed that she actually has been diagnosed once as having schizophrenia and yet you know, say, no, but you're normal. But that's right, she is normal. She just happens to have a mental health condition, you know? Yeah, so, so it is very important once and for all for people to know that having an illness does not mean we are weak, you know? We are not weak, you know? Um, they're not weak. They, they, they can recover. Um, they can do well, just like people with diabetes or asthma or cancer can do well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I would say this is kind of where the key component comes in with, with Club Heal is having this community and seeing the peers that also have these struggles and uniting together is really where you're eliminating some of that self-stigma that, that we tend to give ourselves when we're trying to battle our mental health conditions alone. Is yeah. that right? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I also feel like there sometimes there's a there's a bit of shame that comes along with with having a mental uh, health issue due to the yes. stigma, right? Yes. And hey there, amazing listeners! Before we dive deeper in today's insightful conversation, I want to take a quick moment to give a shout out to the driving force behind this podcast, my very own mental health focused creative production agency, Calvin Wong Media. As you know. Creating Wellness Moments is all about exploring the depths of the human psyche and fostering personal growth. And guess what? It would not be possible if it were not for Calvin Wong Media. We conceptualize, humanize, and bring your story to life using unique storytelling techniques that engages the audience. So, 
the next time you're inspired by an episode or find yourself engaged in a thought-provoking conversation here, remember, that's the result of the support of Calvin Wong Media and its lovely kinds. If you're looking to amplify your message, tell your story with authenticity, and connect with your audience on a deeper level, reach out to us at calvinwallmedia.com. Now back to the conversation on creating wellness moments. What are some things that at Club Heal you, you guys do to allow people to have this shame-free environment so they, they're openly able to talk about their struggles? Oh, I see. Um, well, uh, I think I, I mentioned that, you know, um, it is... It is an atmosphere of mutual respect and non-judgmental and being open. Um, the other thing is uh, about struggles itself. You know, sometimes, you know, some people, you know, they say, "Oh, you know, we we got this because you know maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I'm 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 a bad person. That's why you know I'm afflicted with this condition." But actually, we want to remove that sort of uh, self, you know, self-blame. Or sometimes caregivers, they blame themselves, you know. They say, oh, I was too harsh on on my kid, you know, in the growing up years. That's why he, you know, he developed this uh, mental health condition. So the point about um, any any challenges, uh, to me, to us at club here, uh, mental health condition, in a way, is a challenge, you know. When we talk about challenges, there are many all sorts of challenges that people can face, you know. The stress, losses, trauma, physical illness, all these are challenges. But it is through challenges that we can choose to learn from the challenges and grow stronger, you see. It is, either we, we choose to learn from our challenges and grow stronger, or we can give up hope of, of and fall into uh, despair. So at Club Hill, in fact, many peers refer themselves as being mentally blessed rather than mentally ill. Because, you know, they see the blessing behind their illness. Through their illness, they learn to become well again. And having the experience of illness, they can empathize with others facing similar challenges. And they, they learn to cope with life's challenges through patience and gratitude. Patience in facing hardship and gratitude when, turns, when things turn out well. So in this way, our peers become resilient, yet humble, and they become better version of themselves. So that's why in life we do, we will face challenges, but through challenges we become stronger, not weaker, you know. And uh, it's not to say that oh, I'm proud I have a mental illness. It's not that. It's just that, you know, okay, this is the challenge that I face, but so how can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? And we see, you know, one by one, our clients, the peers, they grow. And the same thing with caregivers, you know, instead of falling to despair, they learn uh, from the sharings of other caregivers. And then, and then, you know, sometimes a challenge such as mental illness can, in fact, bring a family together rather than split the family. Because then everybody say, hey, okay, we've got this challenge. Uh, what do we do? Then they seek help. They go to a place like Club Hill where it's non-judgmental, where we're very supportive. And then they, they see, hey, 
people get better. And and you know what? Sometimes at Club Hill, people they discover uh, talents. You know, they didn't know they have a talent. They come to Club Hill. They join. You know, I know one one peer. His name is Ahmad. In fact, uh, he was unwell for many years, and then he joined our program and he started doing pottery. He's so talented. You know, he came up with the most beautiful pieces of pet pottery for Club Hill. So what we do, we, we take his creations and we sell them at our pushcart and he starts to earn. And his family is amazed that, oh, he's got his this hidden talent <laughs> that was discovered through being at Club Hill, you know. There are many stories, uh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there there's many stories, and it's it's wonderful. It's always wonderful to hear such stories yeah. where, you, when you start accepting and tackling the challenges you have, yeah. you actually find some hidden talents to go with it. Because yeah. you start accepting uh, who you are and as a, as a person, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Are you able to maybe tell me some of the programs that you guys yeah. offer? A couple of people would be interested here. Oh yeah. Okay. So we have counseling. Uh, we have outreach programs. So our programs are geared for people with mental conditions, their caregivers, and uh, educating members of the public. So, so we've got uh, the counselors doing uh, through our commit program, which is funded by MOH. And then we have our activity programs like the recovery wellness program at our centers. So. Uh, in, in fact, many start their journey through sessions with our counsellors and then some do well, they get discharged, but some uh, go on to join our day activity program, for example, the recovery wellness program, where um, they learn more knowledge and skills, you know. Uh, so there are some who don't plan to find work or go on to do further studies. So they stay on at our recovery wellness program. Some become our volunteers. We also have the back to work program to get uh, some of our clients to be job ready. And last but not least, I think I mentioned this before, we have the our healing voice program where our clients and alumni are encouraged to continue to support each other from sharing and mentoring mentoring activities. So under, underlying all our programs is the recovery approach, okay, which is strengths-based, client-centered, and client-guided. You know? So we look at people's strengths. You don't look at weakness. And it's centered on each client. What? Because every person is unique. And it's guided by they themselves. They must want to recover. And so we work together, the clients. It's not, you know, the our staff telling them what to do, but it's really walking side by side with them in their recovery journeys. Yeah. So the important thing is growth. Oh, by the way, apart from people with mental illness, we do have programs for people with dementia as well as their caregivers. So for dementia, we, in fact, we have the dementia wellness program. Yeah. For the for the caregivers, we have the, a caregiver program under the CREST team. So they help uh, the caregivers of people with dementia as well as the caregivers of people with mental uh, illness. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's an outreach program for the one with dementia. Yeah, yeah. So we have outreach program uh, for both 
in fact, for both uh, people with dementia as well as uh, uh, mental illness. So what we do, we is is done for our publications. Uh, we get invited for talks, you know, and sharings by other organizations. Thank you for inviting me today. You know, our services are free, uh, so you can, you know, you just pay a one-time fee of ten dollars, and that's it. You know, so you know because. People say, oh, it's, you know, I can't afford to go for counselling. Well, there you go. You know, you have Club Hill. You can come for counselling at Club Hill. You can come and join our programmes. Only one-time payment of $10, that's it, you know. Um, so, but really, we want people to come forward um, and uh, benefit from what we have to offer. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's so wonderful to hear that you, there's such a service that exists. You know, mm -hmm. I, I frequently hear that you know cost is quite a deterrent for people to go seek uh, mental health help mm -hmm. and, and the service you're offering and the guidance, the support, and even even the community. I think is a very big one that not many people talk about. Yes. That is so pivotal for people to change it and be able to empower themselves. Right. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So, uh, anything else you want to ask? Yeah, about? I would really oh. like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would love to. One last question I would love to know yeah. is maybe just how you see the future of mental health in terms of advocacy and how Club Heal is doing more to shape this conversation and further your mission. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm very, very hopeful because uh, more and more stakeholders are coming out to support this, eh? including the government bodies, community organizations, social and popular media. It's talked about a lot these days. And uh, in no small part, actually, because, you know, Club Hill's chief patron is actually Madam Halima Yaakob. From the very beginning, she's been a big advocate, you know, and even as a as president, she was always advocating for mental health. Uh, so, NCSS, in fact, is consulting us because of our active recruitment of people in recovery as staff, you know, the peers as staff. Like I said, at least a, a third of our staff have, have got a mental health condition. So we walk the talk. And uh, they want to know how we support our peer staff. So we want to promote the idea that peers can and do recover, but by themselves it's difficult. They need the support of their family, their friends, and the community at large. Uh, so we need to remove all the negative voices that impede their recovery journeys. We want to, people to seek help early so that they do not develop severe illness. Okay, and. And definitely, we also want to promote the prevention of mental conditions through the promotion of a kinder society here in Singapore. And all this we do by collaborating with relevant stakeholders. You know, when people are kinder towards themselves and towards each other, there's less, less stress, less trauma. And with that, less people get triggered and perhaps less people will develop a mental health condition. But even if they do develop a health condition, they're surrounded by 
loving kindness, you know, from the people around them who are supportive, who want to support them in their recovery journey. So it makes their journey less lonely and they feel supported. And and so I want to say to all peers out there, you can, you will recover. Believe in yourself. Don't let any negative voices bring you down. Don't blame yourself for developing a mental condition. There's no, take away the blame, take away the shame and move forward. You know, um, so that's why there's a team of Club Heal. There's always hope of recovery, but that alone is not enough. You need to become empowered. You need to understand what is this that you have. You know, you need to have uh, understanding of your own uh, condition. And, uh, and by sharing your condition, you come closer to acceptance, you know, of your illness. And because Acceptance is very is key to recovery, but uh, and 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 the last letter of the acronym heal is love. You know, so surround yourself with people who can support you, who believe in you, and stay away from all the negative voices. <laughs> and uh, self care is very important. So love yourself, love others, and if your family don't understand, encourage them to seek help from Club Heal. We are here to support the families as well. Those are some very wise words you, you just put out at the end here. Yeah, thank you so much for all the work you've do, been doing and will be doing. And I really appreciate just your time just coming to share with everyone the work that you do and the insights. Um, so thank you so much for that. And let's just create more wellness moments together. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Kelvin. You're doing very important work here. <laughs> you know, because otherwise people don't don't know much <laughs> and you're creating a very important space for people to understand better. Thank you. Thank you so much.